This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another solo episode of Seeing Other People Of course, the second I start recording, all of a sudden I'm a hundred times more nasally than I was a minute before I started recording. Don't know why, but we're going to work with what we have today. First of all, thank you guys for sending in questions for this. As always, you can always send in a question to the Google form that is in the show notes. It's always saved in a story highlight on the Instagram. And I'm also always posting question boxes. So if I don't answer your question in an AMA on the Instagram story, that is because I most likely will answer it on a solo episode. So keep sending those in. I love your questions. And I love that we can talk about the shit that you're going through and hopefully work through some of it together. Also, Cami, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry for not recording video. I know you keep telling me to record video for the solo episodes, but I feel like I do these when I'm just like in a sports bra and biker shorts and really need a shower and don't 
have it in me to like try and look good, which is probably why I don't record video for these. But we, we're working on it. We're working on it. Someday, someday I will look good and feel confident about how I look when I'm recording a solo episode and we will get video. That is my promise to you. Um, okay, let's get into these. I'm sure I'll go on a million tangents throughout. So I'm going to get started. The first one says, I am hesitant to say I love you to a guy that I recently became official with. How do I decide when to share that? Okay, this is a great question. I definitely struggled with this when Jake and I started dating and when I did start to feel like, wow, I really, really love this man. Um, I kept hoping, you know, maybe he'll say it first. Like if I wait longer, okay, the next time we hang out, he's going to say it and then I can say it. Okay. It didn't happen. Okay. Now I feel for sure. Like we got even deeper that time. Like the next time he's definitely going to say it. And this went on for like a month or two. And it finally got to the point where I was like, okay, I feel like I am going to jump out of my fucking skin. If I don't tell Jake that I love him. And so I decided like, you know what? It doesn't matter who says it first. I'm a firm believer. Like it doesn't matter who says the thing or who does the thing. As long as somebody does it, it doesn't matter who says I love you first. It doesn't matter who texts first. It doesn't matter who, you know, initiates the plan for the date as long as somebody does it. And so one day I just turned to him and I was like, I know we haven't said it, but you know, I love you. Right. And he said it right back and it was perfect. And we were both so giddy and happy. And I felt like, that was the perfect way to just do it. Like very casual. It wasn't this like big, crazy moment. We weren't doing anything crazy. We were just like sitting there. And I just said, I know we haven't said it, but you know, I love you. Right. And it was perfect. So I would say share that when, first of all, like if there's just a moment that it feels right, then share it. Second of all, you don't have to wait for them to say it first. And third of all, just, I would say, when you feel like you're going to burst if you don't say it, then say it. You will be so happy. It'll go amazing. It'll be so wonderful and such an incredible memory and moment. So I'm excited for you. That is so exciting and such an incredible milestone. And I can't wait to hear how it goes. Okay. Somebody asked, how do I break it off with somebody who is breadcrumbing me? I'm holding out hope with a sad face. Uh, that is the worst feeling. I'm sorry that you're dealing with that. I would honestly, like, you have to put your foot down. They're not going to get hints. They're not going to get like, oh, well, they stopped responding as much. So they're really like over it now and I should stop breadcrumbing them. You have to actually put your foot down and draw a line in the sand and set a boundary and say, hey, I'm not interested in this anymore. I'm happy for the time we spent together, but I'm moving on. Or you have to say like, hey, this has been fun, but I met somebody else that I'm really excited about and want to see it through or, Hey, you know, it's been fun doing whatever this is. I'm just not that into it anymore. Or just shoot your shot and say, Hey, I really like spending time with you, but I know that I'm looking for something serious. And if you are, then I'd love to explore that together. If not, then I hope you can understand that I no longer want to be doing what we've been doing anymore. You know, just be honest, just be upfront some people really need to have it spelled out for them one way or another. So you can present the two scenarios. You can say like, if you're open to actually exploring this, then let's explore it. But I need to know that you're going to give this a real shot. Otherwise, I'm out. And I think that person will respect you a lot for that. You'll respect yourself a lot for that. And hopefully it will put an end to this breadcrumbing one way or another. 
All right. I love this question. I get it all the time. Thoughts on friends who don't plan many outings ever since they got into a relationship. Again, people need things spelled out for them. They're probably not intending to hurt you or make you feel like you're falling behind or left out or less important to them. They're probably just very excited and wrapped up in this new relationship and they're in the honeymoon phase and everything's exciting and they want to spend all their time with this person. That doesn't mean it's a personal attack on you. That doesn't mean that you're not still their best friend or still so important to them. But sometimes when we get into new relationships, we need to be reminded of like, hey, there are all these other people who you loved and spent time with and who you were so happy with and who you really valued before you got into this relationship and made everything about this one person. I don't recommend saying that, but my point is I do think it's worth saying just like, hey, I miss you. Can we plan a girl's night sometime soon? Or hey, like I miss our Friday nights. Can we plan a night out together soon? You know, just expressing like say in the me, say in the I feel and say like, I feel sad that we don't spend time together. I miss you. I would love to spend more time with you. I'd love to see you again. I'd love to have some of our old times. You know, don't put it on them and say, you've only been spending time with your new boyfriend or you don't care about me anymore or you just got into a relationship and forgot about me because that's going to immediately put them on the defense. So you have to say like that. I feel like I feel sad. I miss you. I miss our times together, you know, and just make it about like you want to spend time with your friend and they will probably hopefully be very receptive to that. And trust me, like I'm sure they would be so sad to know that you feel forgotten about. They would be so sad to know that you feel hurt because that's definitely not their intention. They're just really wrapped up in their new relationship. And I think more often than not, we're guilty of that. I know in my past relationships, I was very, very guilty of that because I was always so afraid of losing people, specifically like losing the guy that I was dating where I wanted every single second and moment to be about them or spent with them. And that definitely also contributed to me losing them because that was very unhealthy. So yeah, just tell your friend you miss them. And I'm sure that will hopefully solve things. And if not, then, you know, maybe wait a little while, try again. Your friend really might just be like wrapped up in the moment with this new relationship. But I'm sorry, I've been there I know it's not a fun feeling to be on the other side of that. So I feel for you and I hope that your conversation goes well. All right. We got the next question. Somebody said, Alana, I went on a blind date the other week and it was going great. We were talking about our relationship history. He was divorced and I share that I haven't been in a long-term relationship. His reaction was absolute shock. He just kept saying that he couldn't believe it. And I ended up getting a little emotional and he noticed and said it was okay. He was just surprised. But then said in a moment later, I thought I was messed up. I continued the date and tried to shake it off, but that moment kept bothering me as I reflected. My question is, am I overthinking this or should I give him another chance? Okay, before I even answer this question, I need to acknowledge that I don't know what age you are. I don't know if you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, but not having been in a relationship is literally so common. I have friends. I have family members. I have so many listeners who have reached out to me saying like, Alana, I'm 29. I've never been in a relationship. That's literally another question on the list here. Um, Alana, I'm 34. I've never been in a serious relationship. You know, even when I met Jake, he had never been in an actual like serious committed relationship before. It is so, so common. So I just need to preface this 
before I give my answer by saying you are normal. There is nothing wrong with you. It is so much more common than you think. Okay. This situation. I am frustrated by him saying, I thought I was messed up. Okay. Until we got there, like his absolute shock, like that's fine with me. You getting emotional in response. That makes complete sense given his reaction. But when he said, I thought I was messed up, that's where this man lost my respect in this situation because that is a horrible thing to say. That is a mean thing to say and a cruel thing to say. There is nothing messed up about you for never having been in a relationship. And if that's how he views it, if that's his initial reaction, that also wasn't even like the first thing that he said. That was like after you got emotional and after he said, it's okay, he was just surprised. Like that's a, those are okay reactions. But for him to then later say, I thought I was messed up, He's had time to think. That wasn't just like word vomit that came out the second you said, I've never been in a relationship before. So I think that this is a person who is not able to look past like basic facts and see the person behind that or the reasonings behind that. You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic. And when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor. And she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code Seeing Other People. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code Seeing Other People. That's Nutrafol.com promo code Seeing Other People. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right. I know that everyone has their hands up. And I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history 
history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. You know, we live in a modern dating society that is so blurred. There are so many different types of situationships and people can be basically like dating for a year without a fucking label on it. And it is so frustrating. So I'm sure you've had relationship experience. And you know what? Even if you haven't had romantic relationship experience, you've had friendships. You have relationships with family members. You have relationships with coworkers and acquaintances and classmates. All of these things build on each other. So even if you have not had a romantic relationship, that does not mean that you don't know how to navigate yourself in a relationship. It doesn't mean you don't know how to have hard conversations or how to grow with somebody together or work through something. And so I don't think you should give him another chance, honestly. Um, are you overthinking it? Like maybe a little, but no, because what he said was really painful and mean. So I wouldn't be able to like just shake that off and let it go. Um, but I don't think that this person is right for you if, you know, this early on they're going to say something that rash and uncalled for. Like, no, there's nothing messed up about you or the fact that you haven't been in a relationship. And so, you know, it's funny. When I first found out that Jake had never been in a relationship before, I didn't think anything negative of it. I was just like, okay, maybe he wasn't ready before and now he is. And that's a green flag that he now knows that he's ready because he's telling me he wants a relationship. Or, you know, maybe he just never found the person that for him was worth pursuing a real relationship with. I also definitely had the thought of, cool, there's no exes that I have to worry about or feel self-conscious about. I don't have to be like stalking his exes on Instagram because they don't exist. Wow, what a win for anxious Alana who panics and spirals and freaks out about everything. So no, you're not overthinking, but also no, you should not give him another chance. And to anyone listening, just know that if you end up across the table from somebody on a date who has never been in a relationship before, there are a thousand valid reasons as to why there is nothing wrong with them. There's nothing messed up about them. And of course, if you have follow-up questions, don't be afraid to ask, but don't jump to conclusions. Don't make assumptions because as my high school science teacher, Mr. Borneman always said, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. So do not make assumptions on dates about people. Ask questions, follow up, be curious. Next question. Guys, I feel like I sound so monotone and like sad and asleep because of how nasally I am. And I apologize for that because that's not fun for you guys. It's also not fun for me. Don't know why I literally cannot breathe through my nose at all right now. If any ENTs are listening, SOS, help a girl out. Next question. 
Whenever I match and I'm talking to a girl, I'm a 23-year-old guy, I'm always the one to ask for the date or make the plan first after a few days of texting. But I've run into the issue of girls just not wanting to meet up straight away. Usually I go on a walk or a museum in DC or a meal. Why do you think girls are hesitant? Is there an amount of time I should wait before asking to meet up? Honestly, that's pretty weird. Um, when I first started reading your question, I thought it was going to be about like, why don't girls ask to make the plan? But we'll get into that another time. I have a feeling that a lot of these girls are being told that they should be playing hard to get, are being told that they have to act like their schedule is busier than they are and they can only fit you in next Thursday, even though they're actually free tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But no, they have to pretend they're not free until a week and a half out because that makes them maybe more desirable or makes you feel like you have to chase them. So I have a feeling that unfortunately, this is the result of girls being told that they have to play hard to get. I don't want to tell you to have longer conversations or to spend a few more days talking because statistically, like the longer you spend on the apps, the less likely you're actually going to get from that conversation to the date because so many things can happen. You know, they can end up on a date with somebody else. They can forget to check their app and the time between responses, you know, just increases and the momentum of your conversation, your connection decreases. So I definitely don't want to tell you to spend more time talking to people. I would say keep doing what you're doing. You're not doing anything wrong. And I think the girls, you'll find that the girls who are really looking for something are going to want to meet up and they're going to want to, you know, make a plan for that next time that they're available that works with your schedule too. So keep doing what you're doing. That is really frustrating. I guess just know that you're always going to be planning like a week or two out. I don't know. Another thing it could have to do with is that summer is just hard. People travel a lot on the weekends or even during the weeks. And so it really is just harder to plan dates during the summer. You know, fall is about to be here. So that's comforting in that people will likely be around more and it'll be easier to plan dates week of. So just hang tight. You're doing everything right. And I also love your date ideas, like going on a walk or to a museum or a meal. Like you're such a gentleman and I love that for you. And hopefully there will be some awesome girls who recognize that and are excited to meet you. Hi, there's this girl that I know and we've met a few times in the past. These days, we chat a little almost daily. She's very energetic when we do, but she sidesteps any attempt to meet in person. I'm feeling a little tired of this and don't want to chat unless we meet from time to time. What's the best way to tell her that? Okay, this is such a valid question. It's a really frustrating situation and... I think we all have been in this where somebody just seems to want a pen pal. They love to talk to talk, but it's really hard to actually get FaceTime with them. Really, the only thing you can do here is put your foot down and say, hey, when can we grab a drink? Hey, when can we meet in person? Hey, this crazy thing happened and I'm dying to tell you about it, but it's a much better conversation for in person. You could even go as far to say you're trying to spend less time on your phone, but would love to catch up IRL. You'd love to take her to drinks or take her to dinner, but you are just trying to spend less time sucked into your phone because your screen time's gotten out of hand. Whatever. You know, you don't have to go as far to say that, but if you feel a little hesitant to be more forward and just say like, hey, when can we grab a drink? Then sure, you can kind of sandwich it into that excuse. But I'm glad that you are aware of what the situation is and that you feel frustrated about it enough to do something because these situations can go on for months and I've seen them actually go on for years. 
And it is so much better to just kind of nip it in the bud and figure out what's happening. Is this worth exploring? Is there something there? Because your time is precious and you don't want to waste your time or your energy. Even if it's just texting, like it's still a connection with somebody. It still takes mental energy and it's a time suck. So yeah, get to that in person. Otherwise, up to you if you feel like it's a situation that requires an anti-ghosting text. Obviously, I'm a huge proponent for those and not just like disappearing. But if you think this is a situation where if you just kind of talked less, then maybe she'd get the hint or maybe you would feel like you're not wasting your time anymore, then go for that. Um, If you think that she could take that as rejection or anything personal, then I would send that anti-ghosting text of just like, hey, I love talking to you. I know I'm definitely looking for something. I'd love to explore this connection we have in person. If you're not up for that, I totally understand, but I don't want to be wasting each other's time by continuing to just be pen pals like this. So let me know what you think. And I respect either decision that you make. You know, let her decide. Put it out there. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. Next question. I feel like he didn't actually give us a chance. Is it worth to ask to try again? If so, any advice? Oh, this is one of those times where I wish, 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 wish I had more context. Listen, if you are like me, and you feel like you need to give it all of your effort before you can find closure for yourself and move forward, then sure, I give you permission. I empower you to ask to try again. However, I will caution you by saying if somebody didn't give their full effort or didn't give it a real shot the first time around, they're likely not going to the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth time around. I have been on both sides of this. There is likely something that held them back from giving their all the first time. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's an ex that they're still hung up on. Maybe it's something in their personal life that they are working through. Maybe they're really busy at work and don't have the time or energy to actively pursue a real relationship right now. Or, and I'm going to say it, Maybe they're just not that into you. So it doesn't matter what the reason is. My point is that if they didn't give it their all the first time around, there likely is a reason. So I don't think you can expect much from trying again, even if they're willing to try again. You know, even if you say something to them and they're like, yeah, of course, sure, sure, let's do it. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get different results. I think that you will feel really proud of yourself if you are able to talk yourself out of wanting to ask them for another chance or wanting to give this another chance, I think you'll feel really empowered and aware of your worth and remember that the right person will want to be with you and won't accept not being with you and will put in the effort and will make you know that they have feelings for you, you know? And I think that's really important to recognize that because all of those things are true. And the person who doesn't put in the effort, the person who is okay with losing you, the person who takes too long to text back and makes you feel anxious while you're waiting because you don't know what page you're on, the person who is going to half-ass the date plan, not make a reservation or not you know, tell you after the date that they had a great time seeing you or not make you feel empowered to text them after the date that you had a great time and want to see them again. That's not your person. And the reality is that when you meet somebody who is 
emotionally available, emotionally mature, capable of being in a serious, committed, long-term relationship, or even capable of just exploring the possibility of one, you're going to feel so different. You're going to feel safe. You're going to feel comfortable. It's going to feel easy. You're going to feel not anxious when you don't hear from them because you're going to know exactly what page you're on. You're going to feel like you can text them first or double text them or ask them for the next plan because it doesn't feel scary to do that. You know where you stand. I want all of those things for you. And I wish somebody would have told me when I was in your exact position so badly wanting to give somebody another chance who didn't deserve one. You know, I wish I knew and I wish I could really drill into my brain like you deserve more and you shouldn't have to fight for somebody to want to be with you. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive-compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating. And my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure 
pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across. And I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. So yes, I give you permission to ask if you feel like you need to ask and you need to try and, you know, explore every possible angle of the situation because I had to go through that. And yeah, it hurt like hell, but I also grew from it eventually. I probably did it 10 too many times. If you need to do that for your own sake, of course, do what you have to do. Do what feels right. Do what will help you close the door on this chapter, on this person. But I think you'll be really, really, really proud of yourself when you eventually break that cycle and are able to walk away and say, that person is not my person. I deserve someone who is so much more and who's going to give me so much more. I hope that helps. I really feel for you. Um, I really have been there. And it's not a fun feeling to feel like this could have been something if only they had given it a real shot. You know, that sucks because it makes you feel like you're almost helpless in the situation. Like you were willing to give it everything. They weren't but you you believe that they have it in them to do so if only they had another chance under the right circumstances. But some people, you know, not everyone is meant for you. Not everyone is going to be your person and, and that's okay. And the sooner you can, you know, accept that and realize like I am so great and I deserve somebody who sees the greatness in me and wants all of me, the sooner you will likely you know, meet your person or even just have a better experience in modern dating. Wait, you guys, I need to say I'm so proud of Barkley right now. I wish you guys could see what happens when I sit down to record any episode. The second the mic's in front of me, he goes berserk. He is a wild child. He is growling. He is barking. He is crying. He does not stop until I give him a bone or a T-R-E-A-T or whatever he wants. This is probably the first recording in 60 recordings where, you know, I sat down with the mic. He came over as if he was about to say something. I decided, let me hold off a few minutes before I start speaking to the mic. And he just curled up in a little ball like a little baby puppy. And he's been a quiet angel this entire time. I'm almost frustrated (laughs) because I wish he did this when I had guests versus when I'm alone and can just deal with him on my own and can press pause as much as I want. Um, Usually I have to literally stop the recordings like five times to cater to him and give him more toys and 
bones and teary ATs and it's ridiculous. But I guess I'll take what I can get. I'm proud of him. I'm happy. I'm relieved. <laughs> All right, let's do a few more. We are just zipping through these right now and I am living for it. Somebody said, I've been on two dates with somebody and I haven't felt like I've had the chance to go in for a kiss at the end of the night. Is the next date make or break? Oh my God. I feel this so much and I get a lot of questions about this from both sides, from the guy and the girl in, in hetero situations. But um, I will say the next date is make or break, not because you need to have the kiss or because you need to see if that chemistry is there, but because she is probably freaking out a little overthinking. Like we had two great dates. We connected on so many things. The vibe was amazing. Like I'm really into this person, but he hasn't kissed me. Why hasn't he kissed me? Is there Was there something in my teeth? Like, does he not want to kiss me? Does he not feel like the connection's there, but he keeps, you know, asking to see me again? So she's probably spiraling and overthinking and asking all of her friends, why hasn't he kissed me? There's nothing wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything bad. I completely get it. Sometimes there just isn't the chance. Like you said, you haven't had the chance to go in for the kiss. I get it. Sometimes the Uber comes, the taxi comes, um, you're at a restaurant or a bar and then you just, you get up to go leave and you know, the car's there or you, you flag down a cab or you get into your cars and sometimes there just isn't a moment. Sometimes you walk the other home and then there's like a doorman watching. It's weird. I don't know where you live, but walking somebody home in New York city after the end of a first date is so weird. I had so many awkward moments and kisses and lack of kisses in front of doormen. And I can only imagine what they were thinking. So it's, it's make or break because the longer you go on without doing it, it's just going to be this like elephant in the room and this thing you feel like you have to do. And my worry is that it's just going to make you feel so anxious. Like you're not going to be able to focus on the date. Both of you are going to be thinking about it, but neither of you are going to say anything about it. So I do think it's something that you almost need to get it over with. Maybe it's not even waiting until the end of the next date. And, you know, it's finding meeting up for a walk beforehand or, you know, grabbing a drink and then walking to the dinner place and saying like, this might sound weird, but I really want to kiss you right now. Or there's something I forgot to do on the last two dates that I'd love to do right now. Can I kiss you? Um, or just going for it, you know? So I would say get it done as soon as you can um, so that you can, you know, laugh it off and, and move on. Maybe it's even like, yeah, I feel so like I felt so awkward because there was no moment and I've been like thinking about it. And I just want to make sure that you knew that I was really into this. And, you know, you guys can laugh about it and can talk about it. I think that's funny. I will say like at the end of my second date with Jake, he still hadn't kissed me. And I was thinking like, oh my God, I this this needs to happen. Otherwise, it's going to be the only thing that I'm thinking about. So I literally made the move and I did one of those like jokes. Um, we had talked about our first kisses and he had told me that his first kiss, he did that thing where he was like, if you were a pirate, would your parrot be on this shoulder or this shoulder? And he like reached his arm around the girl and so at the end of our second date, like his Uber was called and he was like putting his shoes and sweatshirt on or jacket, whatever. And I literally was like, I, he's not doing it. Like I need to do this. Otherwise I'm not going to be able to like think about anything else. And so I literally said, wait, I have a question. He was like, what? And I was like, if you were a pirate, would your parrot be on this shoulder or this shoulder? And I put my arm around him and then kissed him. So 
there's not always going to be a perfect moment. Sometimes you just have to make the moment happen. I think that's true for most things. And so I'd say it's not a deal breaker that you haven't kissed her, but I think that you need to make it happen soon. Otherwise, it's just going to build and build and build and be this thing that you start to feel awkward about and you're both kind of like, tick-tock, tick-tock, when's it happening? It's so funny how relatable of a situation that is. And it's so hard. Like the end of dates are so awkward because you're both like, is it going to happen? Is it not? Is there a moment? Is there not? But you really just got to make the moment happen. You know, there's never going to always be a, a perfect moment. Never going to always. That's an interesting statement. All right. We got a good one here. Best friends realized I liked him. He knew. Drunk makeout. Pretended he didn't remember. Fast forward two years, we're still super close, but back in New York City, and it's clear we aren't looking for the same things. He likes to party and is a social butterfly, and the new girls that he's friends with are not my vibe. Our friendship is changing, but we want to make it work. I don't know how to reset our friendship without bringing in old baggage. Okay, I get this. Listen, the reality is that your friendship will change. That doesn't mean you can't make it work. It just might be a different type of friendship than it was before, especially if, you know, you're back in the same place now, but you're different people and the people he spends a lot of his time with aren't your people. They're not the people you want to spend time with. Maybe it's really just a matter of recognizing like, okay, our friendship then was a little different than it is now. That doesn't mean we can't grow and change and still maintain a friendship. It might not be as close. You might not talk every second of every day like you used to, but maybe that's a good thing, especially if, you know, you did this make out thing. It didn't work out. It didn't go well. It probably felt sad and painful for a bit for you, especially if you pretended like it never happened. I think it's really just a matter of like separating that version of you guys from this version of you guys. And what does this version of you guys want? Do you want to just like grab drinks every once a month or go for a walk or, you know, be each other's friend to get that different male female perspective on dating like is he going to be somebody you call for dating advice about guys is he are you going to be somebody that he calls when he hooks up with a girl and doesn't know the vibe that's going on there so i think it's okay that your friendship is changing i don't think it's impossible to make it work i think you guys just have to both recognize like things are different now than they were then but we still really value each other's friendship and we don't want it to go away so what is this new era of our friendship? What does it look like? How can we benefit each other? How can we make this feel good and feel right and not feel forced or pressure or uncomfortable? I don't think there's any need to bring up old baggage, but at the same time, I think if you do and if you talk about it, you might end up feeling so much better. Like you could even have a conversation of like, can we talk about what happened two years ago? Like, I don't know if you know this, but we made out. Like, do you know this? Because you seem to not know this, you know? Um, so I would just maybe, if this is a really good friend that you feel comfortable with, I think you would gain a lot in terms of your friendship moving forward if you could kind of go back in time and, and talk about that and rehash it. There's not really anything to rehash either. It's just acknowledging it. So yeah, I think bringing up the past could actually really help you move forward. And I think accepting that your friendship has changed a little, but that's okay. Doesn't mean you can't be friends. Doesn't mean you can't hold a valuable role in each other's lives. I think that will help you guys figure out your path forward. It's tough. I do feel like in those situations, you know, eventually 
things really change. And, and usually that big change comes from when one person gets into a relationship because you do have that history. Even if you just kissed once, there was clearly some connection and feelings behind it for a while. Even if you're like, oh, no, it's, we're just friends. It's just strictly platonic. Like that's usually not true. Um, so I do think those friendships kind of do change and, and almost come to a, a very slow fading end when somebody does get into a relationship. And it's not fun. I've been there and it definitely hurts. And it's really sad because, you know, for a while, this person was probably such an important person in your life. But again, just just try and, and talk about it. The more honest you can both be, like if this is somebody you really care about who really cares about you, there's nothing you can say that's embarrassing or awkward or that you can't get past, you know, just honesty really is the best way to move forward. Be open about your feelings. Be a little vulnerable. The payoff is really huge. Okay, let's do one more. I'm currently in a five-year relationship. We haven't lived together yet, so it wasn't previously a concern, but how do we make this work if I don't drink at all for health reasons, but my boyfriend loves to drink and stay out late? There are no girls involved. He just loves drinking. I worry because this isn't a lifestyle choice that I can share with him. And for context, this person who wrote in is a 25-year-old female and he is a 26-year-old male. Okay. I think that this is a situation that over time will resolve itself. 26-year-old guys love to drink with their friends and stay out late. That's pretty much a fact for the majority of guys, especially if you live in a big city or a place where there's nightlife, there's a lot of bars, there's a lot of people, he has a lot of friends around. I really do think this is something that will resolve itself over time. I think the problem is now if you're like soon moving in together or now living together, the problem is if he is staying out late and drinking and not spending time with you or you feel like you're just missing out on this whole part of his life because you don't share the same desire to do so. I think you're able to go and spend time with his friends and not drink. You could get a soda, you could get water just to go and be social. And I think doing that, you would also feel like, okay, I'm really not missing out on anything here. I can show up. I can hang with the guys. I can, you know, be like the rest of them, but that's fine. Like, I don't really see the appeal in this. It's fine if he does. I would just make sure that there are other nights of the week that are reserved for the two of you that he's not coming back like blackout drunk at 1 a.m. waking you up when you have an early meeting at work the next day. So things like that, I think, are the bigger things. And I would say, like, just let this be in your mind. Like, this is the thing that he does with his friends. Maybe you and your friends go and get sushi or you have movie nights, whatever. This is what guys do. You know, like, Jake and his friends don't go out to dinner. They, like, go to a bar and drink and watch a football game. That's kind of what they do. And that's something that I had never really had exposure to before. But I'm like, okay. That's what he and his friends do. Me and my friends get dinner or go to a workout class. It's just different. Again, I'll go back to what I said in the beginning. I do think that as he gets older, this will change. It'll be a lot less frequent. It'll be a lot less drinking maybe. Um, but for now, I would just make sure that he is also prioritizing time with you. And if it becomes a problem, if he's excessively drinking and it ends up interrupting your relationship or if he's doing this six or seven nights a week or if it's impacting your relationship negatively, then yeah, that's where you need to have a conversation with him and say like this, something needs to change here. Um, but there are so many other things that you can share with him and that I think you guys can get on the same page about. 
But again, if this continues to happen and it feels like we are on two completely different pages of life, then maybe that's a big sign that this isn't the right relationship for you. But right now, I don't think it's anything that can't be fixed or can't be worked on or can't be worked around. I hope that's helpful. Feel free to keep me updated and we can adjust our game plan accordingly. Okay, you guys, that is all we have for today's solo Q&A app. Thank you guys again for sending in questions. Like I said in the beginning, I always have a story highlight on my Instagram that will take you directly to a Google form. You can write all the info you want. Like I said, context is so, so helpful. There are so many questions where if I had more context, I feel like I could help you guys so much more. So please send in the questions. You can also always email a question to seeing other people podcast at gmail.com or just stay tuned for the AMA Q&A question boxes on the Instagram story and submit your questions there. I love you all and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!